Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love is stopped. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the TC Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. TC Martin. To Bay, she's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. TC Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana, Bay Bay Williams. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. All right, I'm not the host of the radio shopping show, and who knows if I will be, but today I am your host, Jose Volonte, sitting in for our guy, T.C. Martin. You're tuned into the T.C. Martin Show live here on KSHP 1400, 107.1 FM, locally here in Las Vegas, and nationwide on the tcmartinshow.com. Go ahead and check out the website today. T.C. is on the road in Phoenix as the Las Vegas Aces are taking on the Phoenix Mercury. Currently, I believe they're in the fourth quarter heading to the fourth quarter now aces were up by 21 last time i checked not too sure where we're at right now 87 60 with seven and a half left in the fourth quarter aces completely taking it to the mercury looks like we're going to see another 30 point blowout by your 2022 wnba champions but once again jose volonte sitting in for tc martin in the studio with me today is a first time friend of mine now because i get to meet him finally in person our guy marco d'angelo and sitting behind the big board as he is every single week here for tc our guy numchuk doing everything that he can to make sure we stay out of trouble and don't say things that'll get us in trouble on the air, right, Nunchuck? I almost numchucked you. You don't even realize. There we go. But, Marco, pleasure to finally meet you in person and get to chop it up with you. I talked to you on the phone earlier today, and I, and I said, I'm excited to talk to you because today, last time I was on the show, we called it West Coast Wednesday. So, you know, Numchuck put some music out there for me. But since we're talking to you today, it has to be Wager Talk Wednesday. We have to throw that out there. I'm excited to talk to you about a lot of gambling aspects that are going to be happening moving forward with a lot of sports now ending and one major sport still going. But how are you doing today? How has your week been so far? We're midway through the week. I'm doing fine. Looking to pick some winners. Keep doing it. It's the dog days of summer right now with uh, hockey and uh, basketball being done. We can devote our attention to baseball and, of course, the WNBA. And once again, uh, you know, the ace is just destroying another opponent. And I know... The Phoenix was depleted today. Yeah. But this is the type of game where, you know, a lot of teams, you know, this was a quick trip. This was a one game road trip, head out, you know, to Phoenix, turn around and come right back home, playing a team that's not playing well at the moment. Yeah. You could mail one in and this team just doesn't take days off. I mean, they are destroying the competition, uh, game after game. Aces doing what they got to do to keep showing everyone that they are legit and they can go back to back. We got a great show on tap for you guys. And don't forget, follow the show on Twitter at TCMartin21. You can follow me at Jose underscore Volonte. Follow my guest co-host today, Marco D'Angelo at Marco in Vegas on Twitter. Again, he is the co-founder of wagertalk.com. We have a good show on tap for you guys today. Our guy TC should be joining us midway through hour one from Phoenix to break down what looks to be now the next victory for the Las Vegas Aces, only having one loss on this season so far. Hour number two, my guy, Harry Ruiz, good friend of mine. He is the founder of La Nación Raiders, and he's a Raiders, Spanish Raider, Spanish Raiders contributor, radio contributor, excuse me, over here, tongue-tied. And he's also a part of the Raider Nation radio fill-in. He is a host there as well. We're not going to talk football as much with him today. We're going to talk baseball. And the reason being, he is a huge Dodgers fan. He throws it out there all the time. But when I speak to him, you can also speak baseball with him, not necessarily just the football or the Raiders side of it. I wanted to talk to him about what Clayton Kershaw has done this year. It's been phenomenal, to be honest with you. I believe he's on a one-year deal or whatever it may be towards the end of his career. But yet, He's leading this Dodger pitching staff. He is the ace so far this season when it comes to the stats. They do not lie. So we'll get into some Dodger baseball with him as well. A lot more things going on in the world outside 
from the world of sports if you guys are checking out what's going on with the whole titanic stuff and all that man that's crazy do your research though that's one thing that i will say social media nowadays will give you the falsest information there is tiktok is not news ladies and gentlemen anyone can go on tiktok and make a video and say breaking news and go in front of a mic right now are you sure TikTok's not news. <laughs> TikTok is Have real. Have you seen some dances? I mean, those news. dances are fun. Well, the, the, you know what? Breaking news. Those dances are real. I will tell you that. But some of the news that they throw out there is not. So be careful, guys. Do your due diligence. Do your homework. Do your math. It is sad and it is crazy, but it's insane on everything that I have read on how it's gone down. Thoughts and prayers to everyone that is involved with that. Let's see what ends up happening. But let's stick to the world of sports. NBA draft is tomorrow. I'm not going to go through the whole NBA draft, Marco, because there's not, in my opinion, that many people to name. There's only two guys overall that are the biggest names that are coming out of this draft. We got the kid from Alabama, which you have controversy in his personal background life, but we know what he can do as a basketball player on the court, right? Then we have this kid from France. Body type, a lot of people are saying he may not be built for the NBA. But then if you look at the team that he chose to play with, it's a team that plays hard-nosed basketball, big-body basketball. Even though he's a smaller guy, he's playing that NBA pro style of basketball. Granted, he's not playing the NBA pro style of talent. That is the biggest question. You look at his statistics across the board, he's not necessarily killing it, but we know the upside from what we see on the tape and all that. From these two individuals, if you were a general manager, let's just say, Marco, and you had to take the number one pick, who would you go out of these two? Well, uh, obviously, for me, the red flag is on the first guy you mentioned, uh, Brandon Miller, uh, the kid out of Alabama. And, you know, the stuff that went on, put himself in a bad situation, you know, kind of got the pass uh, because he's, you know, superstar at Alabama. And we saw what Alabama did during the season. But I keep looking at this and you got to disengage from some of your childhood friends and so forth sometimes and you know it, it's too fresh in my mind jay morant okay oh jeez, <laughs> okay. tell me about it yeah so for me i worry about that i gotta go with you know the shorer pick uh with victor um don't even want to try to butcher when, when yamba yeah there you go <laughs> I, i'll agree I'm trying with to say it right yeah. <laughs> yeah but i think going with him going to san antonio and pop you Numchuck knows uh, I'm a big uh, pop fan. I agree know. with you 100%. You know, I yeah. think he's the best coach in the NBA and uh, love the fact that, you know, we've got one of his disciples here, you know, in Las Vegas Loving and Be Beautiful. Becky Hammond. You know, we always talk about, you know, coaching trees and, you know, we talk about it more in the NFL, you know, guys that, you know, were under this. Standard. You don't seem to hear that as much in, in the NBA, but there's nobody better to, to learn under than, than Pop, in my opinion. So I think he'll be safe with what they do there. And remember what he did with a couple other big men down yeah. there in San Antonio. I love those Spurs teams when we had Tim Duncan and the Admiral. The those, Twin Towers. They were the best. You know, they were the best. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. But Brandon Miller, yes, raw talent, sensational. But do you want to worry about something going wrong off the court? Not only that, I look at it this way. Charlotte has the number two overall pick. We know Victor's going to go number one. It's 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 ninety nine point nine 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 percent he's going to go, right? If he goes to Charlotte and you're the Charlotte Hornets, again, you know this kid's past. You know what happened off the court. You're obviously going to do your due diligence. You're going to go out there and, and, and find out and speak to as many people as you can to know what the full situations were. But then look at the situation that the Charlotte Hornets are in right now as well. They're in the process of being sold. My majority state is being sold by Michael Jordan. So you have a whole new turnaround, ownership. You don't know what's going to happen in the front office at that point. So if you're a player as well, because you know nowadays kids can find a way to squirmish their way out of certain picks. Are you trying to speak to your agent if you're Brandon Miller and maybe saying, hey, do I want to go to Charlotte? Do I find a way to, to drop in this draft? Or you just go wherever you get picked? You know what? Every pick that you drop, you're losing money. And that is these, true. These uh, players true. of today, it's, uh, you know, yeah, they always say it's the love of the game, but at the <laughs> end of the day, it's the love of the cha-ching. the love it? of money. Yeah, get get, get paid, and you, you want to be the, the number two guy and get the, the next best contract out there. Once again, Jose Volonte in for T.C. Martin here on the T.C. Martin Show with co-host Marco D'Angelo. 
behind the big board, our guy Numchuck. Remember, we are live on the tcmartinshow.com and here locally, KSHP 1400 AM 107.1. Now on the FM dial, for those of you that do not know, we do have an FM station now going on here in Las Vegas. I hear you got the, you got the song back there? Are you putting a little bit? There we go. <laughs> for the love of money. See, Marco said it. And it is true. A lot of these kids nowadays are getting paid way too much, which is another issue with drafts in general. The NFL made a lot of changes. Remember the Matthew Stafford thing? I'm not. I'm sorry. Sam Bradford was the last guy that got all that money. Then in comes Cam, gets a smaller contract. But I like that. Too many of these guys are getting paid way too much early. I get it. You're talented. You're banking off of what you can bring to a certain team. You're banking off of this kid's talent. But at the end of the day, you haven't done anything for me yet. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm a big person that I harp on that all the time. A lot of people say that I'm crazy about it. And, and I say that you're paying people for participation trophies. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. People call me crazy because I say Josh Allen is a participation trophy quarterback. I know I'm going back and forth, NBA, NFL. But he's also been paid a lot of money. And he technically, to me, hasn't done anything. And that's the thing. That's the age that we live in. It's not necessarily anymore about playing the sport. I, I, I'm, I'm still young. I'm not saying I'm old or I'm out there or whatever. But when I was younger, people played for the love of the game, Marco. It wasn't about how much are you going to pay me before I even done anything yet. And now it's a new game, Jose, because we got the NILs. You know? Oh, my God. So now you can see maybe this gives you a little on some of these superstars that are getting these deals in uh, college before they even go into the uh, pro sports, hits the, the NBA. See if their attitudes change. See, yeah. you can see some people's personalities start to change when they get a little taste of the money. What's it going to be when they get the full, you know, truck backed up and <laughs> dropped off? So, you know, you got to be a little more, a little more careful. And, uh, you know, and again, you know, we praised pop, you know, with the first pick, but I wouldn't mind a guy like Brandon Miller if he would have ended up with a coach like you know, pop and then to change gears to you back. Yeah. I'm from Pittsburgh. I don't know if you know, okay. yeah. uh, every show, everybody that listens, I saw to the, the hat knows that, that on the flyer, we got the Pittsburgh yeah. hat on there. We made sure, but <laughs> back in the day when Steelers had an opportunity to draft Danny Marino. Okay. There was a lot of controversy that they oh, yeah. bypassed Marino. I thought, you know, going to South Beach, that could be a problem. Okay. With some of the rumors that circulated in, in his college days, but the coach that was there, was, you know, that was my pop version. You had Don Shula. There, there okay. wasn't, he was going to be a father figure. Yep. He was not going to let him get off the beaten path and, uh, you know, mess things up. So I was happy that he went there. I think it was good for his career. Would I've loved to have had him in Pittsburgh? Yes. But I think you would have had that too much of too many of his friends hanging around him, the bad influences yeah. in NBA team pro teams. They got to sit down with these guys, you know, and say, you know, you got to, yeah, I know you want to be loyal to your friends, but sometimes friends can be, I, I don't want to say leeches, but they're really bad influences in certain situations. So would you think that this statement would be kind of true that it'd be safe to say that because you kind of basically put it that way, but I'll kind of switch it up for you. If Victor Wembenyama, make sure I said that correctly, mm-hmm. were to go number two to Charlotte and Brandon Miller were to go number one to Phoenix, uh, to, to, to the Spurs. Do you think that Victor would still succeed because of his talent and who he is, no matter where he ends up at? And then Miller would have the better career because of how he could be coached and mentored as where if they go one, two, the other way, Brandon's probably going to have a rougher path and, and Victor still got what he's got. He's going to have just because if you're comparing the two franchises, to me, I don't think there's a comparison between the Spurs in Charlotte at this point in time. Correct. Now, this is a generational player that everybody is saying he could put Charlotte on, on the, map. the map for the next 10 years, you know, but that's a big if and you got to get the coaching staff and everything there. You've got that already in San Antonio. So I think he's got a better shot at a better career where he's going to be going. But I would say the same thing for Brandon Miller. If he would have ended up in San Antonio, less chance in my opinion, of him having problems. And I'm not saying Charlotte's a party town, neither really (laughs) is San Antonio, but uh, it just, there's going to be less distractions under Pop's regime. Yeah, definitely. Pop knows what he's doing. I'm I'm, I'm with you. I'm a Laker fan, but I tell people all the time, I love Popovich and I'm half Argentinian. So I've rooted for Ginobili my whole life. And 
what he did with Ginobili, how he used Ginobili. And I'm sorry, till this day, I will freaking take this to my grave. Ginobili should have won the finals MVP when they beat LeBron and the Cavs because Tim Duncan was good, but Ginobili carried that team in that series. I'm sorry. But for Pop to know, I don't necessarily need Manu in the starting lineup. Manu belongs on the bench. Shows you that being on the bench for some of these veteran players necessarily is not always the end-all, be-all. You have a lot of guys that don't understand that, but when you have a coach like Pop, man, I love the guy. I respect the guy. He's going to go down as the, some people might say, the greatest coach of all time. So we'll see. It's yet to be seen and yet to be talked about when it comes to that. But there's a lot of guys that are also available in the NBA, right? Chris Paul just got dealt, (laughs) which was a shocker to some people. But the craziest part about it is, the way Chris Paul found out. Did you hear about the way Chris Paul found out? You get a text message from your son. <laughs> Dad, you got traded? I mean, that that's like, I, I mean, your own organization. I get it. If you don't want to, calling someone is bad. But you couldn't even at least shoot me a text message as a GM. Hey, Chris, we're, we're, we're sending you somewhere else. We're bringing in Bradley. Yeah. Like that just, that to me was like, what are we doing here? That was the biggest disrespectful thing they could have done to CP3. You've been with that organization twice in your career. It is. <laughs> but, you know, we saw it a few years ago. Supposedly, Mark andre Fleury found out through social media yeah. as well. So, you know, it, there's always two sides to, to, every, <laughs> to every story. story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but this is one of those things is with this trade, I mean, we, we knew this was going to be coming. And the trade with Washington, you know, to get Bradley Beal – He's going somewhere else. Okay. He's not going to stay yeah. in Washington yet. So don't get too upset about it. We don't really have anything to tell you. Yeah. All we can tell you is you're not going to be here, but you're pretty already. We needed you for this trade, yeah. but you're not going to stay yeah. here, basically. You you're knew that. So, yeah. And he's going to end up most likely somewhere you know, on the West Coast. Do you think I he ends up in L.A.? And, and that's not necessarily saying the Clippers. Remember, years ago when the Davis Stern regime stopped it, he could have been a, a Laker way back in the day, and they stopped that. Do you think this time around he finds a way to get to the Lakers? Well, you're a Laker fan. I, tell me a name that has <laughs> not been associated Ending up in, yeah, in LA. I think with every LeBron, name is there. Okay. Yeah. We've got, and you know, the, the hot topic, you know, is where's Draymond Green going yeah. to go? And because, you know, they're pals and everything else. And, you know, what you're a Laker guy. If you could wave your magic wand, what's the one piece that you thought kept the Lakers from going to the NBA finals this year? Jeez. That's a great question. I would probably say coaching. Um, I'm not necessarily going to say the roster because we had guys that stepped up throughout the playoffs that people said weren't going to continue. I mean, Austin Reeves became a star. Um, but if, if I had to tell you if I, if I think Chris Paul could do anything about, out of all the names that are being specifically brought up to the Lakers, I think Chris Paul would not be a bad move for the Lakers. I know he's hurt all the time. He's injury prone. But the reason I think he wouldn't be a bad thing is because of the pedigree and the leadership he would bring and the experience he could bring to a guy like Austin Reeves. We know Austin's not going to go anywhere. He wants to be a Laker. The Lakers will find a way to keep him. Whatever it may be, they will keep him there. So I think in the long run, bringing in someone like Chris Paul can help that situation. But then what are you going to do with the inside part of your game, you need another big man, I think. I think that Anthony Davis needs more help. He can't do it all by himself at the bottom. You said it back in the day, the way the Twin Towers were. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, perfect combination. You're not necessarily going to find that. But when the Lakers won the chip in the bubble, regardless if it was the bubble or not, you had Dwight Howard coming off the bench, which at times helped when they had the one-two punch with Anthony Davis. So I think you're missing a big man. Coaching needs to get a little bit better. And I don't think Chris Paul necessarily coming in is a bad thing. Now, I would go another route. I, obviously, salary cap, you know, helping you or not, would find a way to go after a guy like Freddie Van Fleet. Mm -hmm. He's young. He still has a lot left in the tank. He's already won a championship with Toronto, so he has the championship pedigree. And he's probably not going to cost you that much, depending on how you're going to bring him in. You could do a sign and trade, a bunch of different things you could do because he's a restricted free agent. So if I had to answer your question in that way and throwing all that out there, I think we're missing a big man inside. And a solidified point guard. Not, I mean, I still like Austin Reeves, but I think we need that point guard to relieve a lot more pressure from LeBron because at times he becomes the point guard. Now, he's got a lot of baggage you got to put up with. And, you know, we said already Draymond Green's getting, you know, a lot of buzz because of his connection with LeBron. The good points that he would bring to it if he could 
you know, just behave and, you know, not <laughs> cause behave. problems, yeah. uh, get ejected out of games and so forth. Um, he does give you a defensive pressure, yes. you know, presence. He can, He's like a Rodman. he can play many different positions, uh, on the defensive end. And for a guy, you know, you're not going to get a ton of scoring out of him, but he is a good facilitator where he is passing the, the ball around, which would help free up LeBron better and, you know, you got more options with AD, you know, giving him some help inside. I think there's more pros than cons, although there are cons to Draymond. And you want to talk about pedigree and championship stuff. How many titles does he have yeah. with the Warriors? So uh, that's a rumor that I think maybe does have some legs. Um, I get tired of hearing about. You know, reuniting uh, Kyrie and LeBron. I'm done with that conversation. I, I don't. Yeah. I. I'm not a Kyrie fan. I'll I'm not be, at I'll all be, either. Be totally honest. I, I hate to use the word, but you know, and now he didn't. I don't hate the guy. I'm just not a Kyrie fan. So I'm not going to use the word hate because that that's a hard word for me to use. What team? I mean, he was with LeBron in Cleveland. Then he went to Boston, New Jersey. I mean, did he really move the needle when he went to any of those other teams? Not at all. You know, and then there's always the side stuff in that. Now, it was pretty quiet, in you know, Dallas. when he got traded, you know, at the trade deadline to Dallas. And you got to be on your best behavior because you're in a free agent year. You, you know, you want to get a contract. So yeah, you're going to try to play your best and stay out of trouble. But I'm not one that I want to, you know, I'm not looking that way. And he probably, does he stay in Dallas? They're going to have to spend a lot of money. To keep that there, and that's the you know, yeah, you're going to get some offense, but man, where's the defense going to come? You're going to have to put up 230 every night. Do you think Kyrie still wants to play though? And I, I've asked this question since the beginning of last season. I asked it at the end of the year before that. People thought I was crazy by saying it. I've had friends that say, "Man, you're you're." I just I look at it and I see him. I see the way he plays. I see the way he talks to the media. I read a lot of the off the court things that he does. I just, I truly feel that he's playing basketball because he's still under contract. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's playing basketball necessarily because he wants to. He lost a lot of money for what he did with the whole COVID situation. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take the vaccine and all that. So I think that's why he took that contract mm -hmm. and opted in to get his money back. It's the only way to do it. I understand that you don't want to lose your paycheck, but I don't think he wants to play basketball anymore. I true, I truly inside and I don't know him, never met him, mm -hmm. never spoke to him, but I truly believe that he does not want to play basketball anymore. And if there's any GMs that feel slightly the same way, do you want to tie your legacy to a long-term contract Not with a player that you've got those kind of questions? No. I don't. Not at all. I definitely do not want to do that. <laughs> TC Mart Show, Jose Volonte, Marco D'Angelo sitting in today for TC, who's on the road. It looks like that Aces game is almost pretty much done. We got about 56 seconds left here, 40 seconds left on the clock. 98-79, Aces up on the Mercury. Another big blowout win. We're going to have TC Martin on the other side here shortly to give us a few information, a few things about what he saw today. Not only that, I want to know what the weather and the actual fans were like out there because... Not the big names were in attendance to play. They were all on the bench. Diana Taurasi, which to me is one of my favorite of all time. She's she's Argentinian, so I love that as well. I'm half Argentinian. I told my dad about her and he started watching. But WNBA is taking over here in Vegas before the Golden Knights ever did. Without due respect, and I mean that in a championship way, Golden Knights did their thing this past weekend. I was thinking about that over and over again too, Marco. I'm sitting at home and I'm going, how am I going to set up the show today, right? What are we going to talk about? What things are we going to say? And I thought, should we bring up the Golden Knights parade again and talk about that? And I said, you know what? I'm not going to keep beating the dead horse. And, and I mean that respectfully. And what I mean by that is they won. They celebrated Saturday. It was, it was, it was talked about. It was talked about Sunday. It was talked about Monday. It was talked about yesterday. You know what it is. We know what they did. And I'm so happy for what they did. I've spoken to many people. And it's closed a lot of chapters for many people in their lives and as crazy as it sounds, a lot of people were hoping for this to happen, for them to be able to move on in their lives after what happened to October in October 1. So big ups to the Golden Knights. I wanted to make it small, short, and sweet. Didn't want to do anything too crazy. Not sure if you have any words or anything you want to say from what you saw or how you felt after them rising the cup and then having the parade. Uh, it was great. We talked to TC and I talked about it at length on the Monday show and I was at the parade on Saturday and, uh, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, you know, and when you talk about 
what the closing chapters for me, I think that, you know, in year one, the reason the success they had, there's no question, is what, you know, brought fans, you know, to them. Because, this, you know, people question, would this be a hockey town and so forth? And we've seen how much smarter the the fan base has gotten over the, the six years. But what did it the f- first year? No question in my eyes. The tragedy that we had, mm-hmm. then, you know, then have the home opener and you're going to get, you know, people that were just curious, maybe weren't hockey fans, never watched hockey before, tuned in to see the first game, you know, on TV, so forth, saw the coverage, saw what they did, saw the speech at the beginning of the game, uh, you know, and it just kept, you know, I think it gave the city it just a mammoth hug at the time that they needed it most. And as that season continued, and you, you know, someday there's going to be a, a movie made about year one. There, there's no question with tying the there two already things was. together. There was? Yeah. Okay. Valiant. All right. It's a great now, movie. Now, one thing I'll, I'll add to that, I think there'll be a 30 for 30 made, especially now with them winning the championship. Yeah. I think you add year one, you add year six, it's, and the reason you do it, what did George McPhee say? I mean, what did uh, uh, Bill Foley say? Right. You know, playoffs in three, cup in six. They've been in the playoffs almost every year, but one won the cup in six. So that just adds a whole lot more to the story. So I'm with you. Yes, I agree. I think a big type of film, picture, docu-series has to be and will be made for the Golden Knights. We now have a final. The Aces have finished it out 99 to 79, a 20-point win for the Aces. Unbelievable there, man. The Aces keep rolling. What are they at now? Where are we at? 10 and 1 on the season. No, 10 11, 11, 11, 11, 11 and 1. 1. That has an update. 11 and 1 on the season. Staying completely hot. You have possibly, in my opinion, right now, the MVP in Jackie Young with the way that she's playing. You have a player in Kelsey Plum that her defensive prowess this year has just been unbelievable. We know what she can do on the offensive side of the – we know what she can score. But the way she's been playing defense has been amazing. Now, the one player that we have to talk about that is still a big – point of focus is Candace Parker. She's still trying to find her role with this team. She's still trying to figure out how she can benefit from the players around her. She, I'm not saying she's making anybody bad or making this team worse, but there's times where you watch her on the court and she does look frustrated and she looks like, ah, I, I should have made this pass or why did I take that shot? Or she's second guessing herself on certain situations on the court. So she's a vet. She'll be fine. We'll talk to TC. I think we got to take a little break here, Numchuk, or what time do we take our first break? Okay, cool. I'm sorry. I'm, I just look. I'm going based off of the papers that I have in front of me. The sheet. You T- got a couple minutes. T- TC gives me 26, and I'm like, are we 26 or 30? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We we can go 30. Okay, yeah. there we go. Bottom, we can float. Uh, one thing I lost here in that final score. That was a very big glass bucket, ladies and gentlemen. The spread was 19, 19 and, and a half. half. Yeah, <laughs> they they were they were hanging at uh, 18 there uh, with 20 seconds to go, and they got the they got the bucket in for. Uh, what some may say a meaningless bucket at the end of the game, but here in Vegas, there is nothing as such is meaningless. Before we go to break, though, do you bet WNBA? Do you handicap it at all? I am not a handicapper of it, but because I've been talking so much about the Aces this year and we've done some live remotes with TC at a show, I've been following the Aces actually even went to a few games uh, this year already. I had a first half wager. Okay. Today? That was, today at 11, okay. minus 11 and a half. That was a little less of a yeah, sweat. 17 at, at the half. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So I didn't, uh, because. You see how he kept that from us? Like he knew he was going to do the show. No, with he, us, he, he said he, it. He, he, he could have me earlier. Oh, oh, great. Okay. I got you. I see how it is, guys. I see how it is. But no, look, the reason I asked that, because I do handicap the WNBA. But the one thing that I've started to do before I used to look at a lot of just totals, right? Because mm-hmm. there used to be a lot of high scoring games. That's not the case anymore. I've looked at a lot of team totals mm-hmm. based off of who they're playing, where they're playing, how certain teams are playing. There's times where the Aces can go into somewhere and you think they're going to blow a team out. Yeah, they'll blow them out, cover the spread, but the team total on the other side might be an easier way to take. Yeah. And I've cashed a lot. Aces team total anywhere any, any anywhere from 89.5 to 92.5, I think I've hit everything but once this season, which mm-hmm. is amazing. So that's what I like to look at. And like I told you earlier when I was on the phone with you, I handicap a lot of stuff every single day on Twitter. We do a bunch of stuff with a bunch of different guys on Spaces. I know you're on Twitter as well. I think you got like 40,000, 50,000 followers, so I'm pretty sure you're doing something right on Twitter for sure. But no, I mean, the WNBA, 
There is a lot of little nuggets, a lot of jewels there that I think people don't talk about when it comes to the, the handicapping side of it, right? The betting side of it. And if you're someone that lives here in Vegas and you're following the aces and you're watching and you're someone that likes to bet, maybe it's time you take a look at some of these WNBA spreads because you can find a lot of stuff to make profit off of it. Absolutely. And uh, when TC went uh, on that Connecticut trip, you know, I told him before he left, I said, they're going to win the first two games of that that road trip. They're not going to sweep in Connecticut. I just don't know yeah. which one it's going to be. If it's going to be the first game or the second game, but they're not coming back undefeated. And I even have a text that I'll show you during the break for that second game. I told him and Chris Wynn, I'm like, look, I like the Sun team total here. I think they're going to get it. And call me crazy. I think the Aces lose this game as well. Yeah. That ended up happening. Sun got the team total. Aces lose that game. But once again, Jose Volonte, Marco D'Angelo sitting in here on the TC Martin show for TC Martin, who is on the road. Remember, if you miss any part of the show or any previous show, go to tcmartinshow.com under the podcast section. Also, check out the interview page and hear from TC Martin's great guests. Go to the current and classic interview pages anytime at tcmartinshow.com. And remember, TC Martin will be back tomorrow. Same time, same place, 2 to 4 p.m. We'll be back after this commercial break. What's going on? It's Kelsey Plum, and you're listening to the TC Martin Show. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. <laughs> Look at you, man, playing, playing the jams for me. On a Wager Talk Wednesday, West Coast Wednesday, Jose Volonte, Marco D'Angelo up in the studio here with our guy Nunchuck, filling in for T.C. Martin on the T.C. Martin Show live on KSHP 1400 AM, 107.1 on the FM dial, and worldwide at tcmartinshow.com. Follow the show on Twitter at tcmartin21. Follow myself at Jose underscore Volonte and our guy Marco D'Angelo at Marco in Vegas as well. Hour number one, halfway through, like Marco said, man, it flew, it flew, it flew by pretty quick. But when you're having fun and you're talking it up and you're not paying attention to the clock, things are flying, flying, flying. Stop looking at the clock. I just said, don't look at the clock and you look up at the clock. But Marco, <laughs> we were talking a little bit about wagering before the break and you and I had a little conversation that you brought up, which I didn't even think about with wagering and in-game wagering. I was telling you how I did really good and I started learning about in-game wagering during the college season back in 2010. But a lot of things have changed since 2010 in football in general, especially now with the NFL Sunday ticket going away from what they've been at their whole life, knowing DirecTV, the regular satellite platform, which you can also stream, but it was based off of the satellite service. Now they're moving over to YouTube or Amazon or whatever it is, I believe. And it's all going to be streaming based. I know it's going to upset a lot of people because not everyone's tech savvy. That's the first one. But you brought up a great point that I never even thought about. Yeah. You know, you're looking at, you know, streaming and even to the days with satellite, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of guys and, you know, in the business and on, you know, Sundays, we might be talking about the game. We're both on the phone. He's got satellite and I got satellite, but he's here and I'm there. Yeah. There's, you know, like, you know, a 10 second delay sometimes, 15 seconds could be more. And, you know, he'll be there and we might be on the same game. And all of a sudden he, he drops an F bomb and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then 10 seconds later, I'm dropping the same, you know, and, and it's one of those things that, yeah, we don't, we laugh about that. And even, uh, here with TC, I'll tell you what he did to me, our buddy. I'll throw him out. Uh, I didn't tell this story That's last it. week on one of the games. Uh, we, I was at home. I'm watching it on my satellite. Uh, he, one was on cable, one was on satellite, and we're talking back and forth. And it was the uh, game on Saturday night that they played. And he said, uh, "Hey, you want to go hit dinner afterwards?" And I go, uh, "Sure." I said, "But I'm not leaving till the game's over." He texts me when they went up three nothing. Well, it's a blowout. We can go now. <laughs> I hadn't seen the goal yet. And then it comes across with the goal. So now that I told him, I said, I didn't even see it yet. So now that he knows he's ahead of me, when the game got tight late, he's sending me text, you know, they scored. Darn, you know, <laughs> other, you know, other words. I'm keeping it clean. That's my buddy. That's like the worst thing to do to a sports better that's got money on a game is to toy with the score Don't when when me. when you're you know a couple seconds ahead. But getting back to what we're talking about, this is going to affect in-game wagering. You're going to have to now, and I think the books will be even more so. Uh, 
you're going to have to wait to commercials because yeah. you're not going to be able to jump in. You know, a lot of times before, and we all hate the old spinning clock when you're trying to get one in <laughs> in between, you know, the play. Uh, that's so frustrating, but that's what are you going to do? You're 30 seconds behind. Um, I use a lot of streaming services. I bet a lot of horses too. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than you're 30 seconds behind and they haven't, they're still loading the horses and you're getting that last yeah. bet in, you think, and you hit submit and they're still not in the gate, <laughs> but it tells you. I bet Los Alamitos, so trust me, I know. (laughs) I'll be there and I'm like, wait, what? They're still walking to the game. Yeah, that, so that's a problem that we're going to have to adjust to come this football season. Now, I know they're going to be under the microscope because DirecTV has had Sunday ticket since its inception. Okay. Uh, they're going to try to make things as good as they are, but it's going to be tough. You're doing, you know, you're going to be in sports books. You're going to be, I want to see the local bars, all the, you know, I mean, you think about, you know, Vegas, I mean, we've got all the sports books and everything, but, you know, I hang out on Sundays. I want to, you know, I want to eat while I'm watching too. I find my favorite, you know, watering hole, big yeah. plate, big plate of wings and have my iPad open, have my phone open, looking at, you know, the, the lines at every place and we're jumping in and out. So here's the thing. The one thing that I will say, depending on what everyone is using nowadays because mlb is streaming now extra innings you have it's going to be the football now obviously with sunday ticket whichever with how they're going to be moving you have nba as well nba tv which you can stream Mm -hmm. so it's going to get to the point where you got to think about this too every single establishment is going to have to update their Mm wi-fi update their wi-fi routers so going into the company aspect of it all these companies that offer all this service are going to be switching it up completely right at that point so it's going to be interesting to see how that works because now i know not every single bar casino and all of them are going to want to make all those adaptations to switch everything up but we do have our guy tc martin on the phone the game is over i'm pretty sure he's done with all the post-game festivities tc my guy Aces, 11-1, a huge route. You texted me before the game. You said this will be easy, no problem. Three bigs are out. You called it. Easy game, no problem. I mean, Jackie Young on fire. What did you see today, my guy? Uh, first of all, we're not on the phone, man. We're still hooked up here, so we're giving you broadcast oh, quality. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, you got that with uh, with you and Marco and then Numchuk back in the studio. Appreciate you guys first and foremost for uh, for filling in for me today and make the quick trip to Phoenix and then uh, get back home, uh, Marco. You'll appreciate this, baby. I already got my reservation tonight, so get ready for the food pictures, man. Quick, oh, my quick, sure, quick, sure. you the food pictures too. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, the media pictures. The, hey, guys, look, the media food is good here. Yeah. Oh, look where I'm at now in a big steak. Yeah. The oh. other day he was eating a molcajete, and I, I'm like, really? You got to eat that, yeah. man, my favorite? Jeez. Hey, hey, let, let me let me give the Phoenix Mercury a little, uh, 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 definitely, uh, I'm going to give him a little little uh, gut punch here. Okay. Uh, no media dining today. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, no media dining. Yes. So my, my, my breakfast consisted of this today. I get to the arena, hotel. Uh, done serving breakfast, you know, had to get, get over here by like 1030. I see Becky and, uh, I go, where's the media dining? She goes, I got a bagel. I'll split it with you. <laughs> and I go, no, I don't want to take your bagel. She goes, it's gigantic. And she goes, it's bacon cheese. You're going to love it. She goes, oh. she goes, she goes, if I could, if we could only find a knife down here, you know, cause we're down by the locker rooms and everything, no media dining. And so we're, we, we've got everyone searching for a knife so she could cut this bagel in half and share it with me. And, uh, we did our pregame interview. So there you have it. That, that's all I've had guys. So I'm going a little crazy here today. TC, I got a big question for you. Yeah. I couldn't listen to the call of the game because I'm doing this radio show you might have heard of here <laughs> in, in Vegas. But did you realize the importance of the final bucket of the game? <laughs> Marco, I was actually saying that. And, you know, you got to be kind of cool. And, you know, we're allowed, you know, now to talk more freely about point spreads and, and gambling, that sort of thing. But, no, I, I was I was all over it. And I, I usually do, you know, mention, you know, what the line is and this and that, especially if it comes down to the final minutes like most of these games do, as you know, in, in correlation with the line. But, yes, I, I, I did mention that. And, uh, again, there was a, a little touch foul at the end. And Sidney Colson made the made the one free throw for uh, a push push for uh, a lot of people. Well, it was nineteen and a half. Uh, oh, you know, it was the early number here, so it was okay. it was a cover uh, if you got down at the right time. But 
when she made that, did you give the boom shakalaka on, on, on that one? <laughs> I, I did not give a boom shakalaka in a visiting arena with uh, a Sidney Colson free throw to make the final score 20. So, no, I did not. <laughs> Wait, T, can you do me a favor? Yes, yes. Recall it with a boom shakalaka like a boom. <laughs> okay. So, let's go back like this. A foul? I can't believe that Phoenix decided to foul in the waning seconds. And that's going to send Sidney Colson to the free throw line. Sidney Colson for two free throws. And there are a lot of people that are on the edge of their seat right now. Not so much in this arena in the Footprint Center, but people back home in Vegas listening. As Sidney Colson steps to the free throw line and misses. That one rims out. All of a sudden, the tension a little bit more now. Colson's free throw. Couple dribbles. Sets Releases, boom, shaka-laka-laka, boom, Marco D'Angelo is a happy camper! (laughs) Oh, my God. I think that just made my whole week. I'm good to go now. Oh, man, my mojo's back at that one. Uh, Hold on. Uh, Guys, this is just just Vegas radio. You don't need to be alarmed. It's okay. I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. It looks I got it. (laughs) But uh, TC, my I don't even know how I can get into my question at this point. Jackie Young. You want to talk about Jackie? Is that what you said? That, that is one thing I want to talk about. Yes, Jackie Young, 23 big points today. I mean, she was on fire, 5 of 7 from the three-point line, 2 of 3 from the free throw. Talk about her game so far this season. It just seems to keep getting better every single game. Man, you know, I hammered on that point, too. And just for the record, uh, that was where the boom shakalaka went when Jackie <laughs> hit her last three-pointer and uh, because she was 5 for 7 from beyond the three-point arc today, a total of 23 points. So here's the deal with Jackie Young. I mean, when she came here, she was the number one overall pick. And there are a lot of people that, including myself, questioned Bill Lambeer. Like, Bill? I even said that to him. And Arika uh, Ogumbawali, who was her teammate at Notre Dame, what, what was the score. And I you know, I thought, okay, we'll get her. And Bill told me on draft day, I never forget this, we're at, at the draft party. He goes, nope. He goes, I'm going Jackie Young. And I'm going like, okay. He goes, Jackie just... He goes, she can create so many mismatches because she she can get in the paint. She's a good scorer herself, but she never had to score at Notre Dame. He goes, it's going to take her some time. He goes, but she is going to be a mismatch nightmare for smaller guards. And he was 100% right. And we really didn't see that in the first couple seasons. But then, you know, I used to kind of get on her about Jackie, you know, that, that her shot is too flat. And I just, you know, the old basketball coach came out at me like, hey, come on, rotation, fingertips, you know, get, you get the ball, you know, up in the air, some more arc, you know. And um, Tyler Marsh, the assistant coach for the Aces, has been fantastic. In the last two off seasons, he just took Jackie underneath his wing and worked on shot after shot after shot. And that's why Jackie spent a majority of the off season here in Vegas. And we saw it, you know, last year she was at this exact same point where she was leading the Aces in scoring average about 20 a game. Then she kind of tapered off a little bit down the end. And we had this conversation. Mark, you probably remember because when we did the, the show at the facility, when, um, Natalie Williams said, Hey, Jackie Young's got MVP on her mind. And she, and Natalie said that. And it's, that's true. And so I've been saying that for before the season started, like watch out for Jackie Young, but she has now become a workaholic. And we talked with her in the post game show uh, from uh, after Sunday night's game. And I said, "It's you, it's Plum, it's Gray. You guys, you know, you're just out there after practice every day for a half hour, forty five minutes, just continuing to shoot." And she goes, "That's that's the only way that I can continue to get better." And she goes, "That's why how I've gotten better." But yeah, she is not only a now a pounded in the paint type of a girl, but she is now that that scorer from beyond the three point arc. I mean, that shot is really looking nice, and and that's why she's the player that she is right now. Kelsey Plum had a big game today too, and uh, you know when you've got you know, a three-headed monster like that, yeah. and we're not even talking about Candace Parker or Gray. You know, I mean, how how good is this team, TC? I mean, we talked about it all summer leading up to it that you know they're even better than they are last year. But 
they're really better than they are last year. No question. And a lot of people thought they're going to be better because of Candace Parker. Okay, the reality is, and we've talked about this as well, Candace Parker is 37 years old. Candace Parker didn't come here to be the savior. She didn't come here to to be the person, the player she was in L.A. or in um, Chicago. I mean, she is coming here basically to fill a role, to add depth, and to be uh, take away, you know, defenders away from Asia Wilson and, uh, and and others. And that's why she's here. And she's totally fine with that role. Of course, she would like to play more minutes. She's averaging, you know, about 20 minutes a game. She's averaging only eight points and five rebounds per game. But, you know, we think that we're going to see the better Candace Parker, the you know, more she gets in shape, she gets acclimated to the system. And we're seeing a better version of Candace than we saw, say, the first six or seven games. The last, you know, three, four games have been pretty good. So, uh, the team is good because they have such great chemistry. They have such depth and they just love this free flowing system that uh, Becky Hammond has. And that's why they are so much better. The more you play under the system, under this coach, and you play together, then that's why you get better. But yes, this is by far a better team this year. Uh, you know, in the last two years, the Aces were the onboard, you know, uh, favorite in the sports book. I'm going for futures. It's like, you know, nah, not so fast, not so fast. But this year, there's no question they should be the favorite. They are the favorite. And uh, they are, you know, if they don't win a championship, it's going to be because they get decimated by injuries. That would be the only thing that would slow them down. But, yes, they're a better team because of everything we just talked about. And you also talk about the players, who's stepping up, who's doing what, what, what Candace is and isn't doing, right? But talk about how important it is, even though these have been blowouts, TC, and some of them by 30 points in the last three games, may I add. But how important is it for Becky to be able to get every single player on that team minutes? And some of these players are getting 10, 15 minutes that are on the bench. They're not just getting a simple one or two minutes. She's making sure that everyone is finding a way to get into the game when she knows these blowouts are in hand already. Mm -hmm. Is that important, especially moving into the playoffs? Because you know what you have in the second half of the season if anyone gets hurt or anything can happen, right? Absolutely. And the, the two players she really is concentrating and getting minutes for the postseason is Kirsten Bell and Kayla George. And Kayla George came over here with a guaranteed contract. A lot of people probably don't know that. And so they want to make sure that that she gets acclimated. She came over from Australia and she like dominated the Australian league. But as you know, it's totally different here. I mean, so, I mean, she's tried to make a few rosters. I believe she's gotten cut, what, three or four times in years past. And Natalie Williams and Becky Hammond really like her, but she's, she's just got to, you know, kind of get, you know, get with the program a little bit more. She's a very good three point shooter, but you see her right now just rush shots, but she is slowly but surely getting better. So that's one player that Becky wants to get more minutes to Kirsten Bell, which we talked about now in her second year, um, didn't play big time college basketball, Florida Gulf coast, but she averaged like 25 a game, uh, there. And, uh, but you know, she's another one that she's got a big upside, still got some defense, defensive deficiencies, you know, a little turnover prone, but man, she can score. She's got good speed. Becky loves her. But then when you bring like an Alicia Clark in, you got to make sure Alicia gets her minutes. She's got 22 minutes. Kia Stokes, you know, 19, 20 minutes a game. You're getting all that. But if the team stays healthy, they're going to be totally fine. But you're right. You've got to get these players minutes because as we know, 40 games down the road, postseason, you're going to need everybody. I mean, look at Raquana Williams. Hasn't even been on the floor yet. She's got this nagging back injury. She just can't shake. Remember how important Bay was. Raquana Bay Bay Williams was in the, the championship series against Phoenix. If it wasn't for her, they might not have won uh, the championship. So you get her back? Oh, my God. You throw another 10, 12 points on. TC, one of the things that I've noticed this year is just the control that Becky's taking of this team and not taking her foot off the gas. And as I was driving in today, listening to the game coming into the studio, and I saw it on the Sunday game as well, you commented today, I think it was like just a little bit over a minute left and a half, and they're up 15 points, and she calls a timeout. <laughs> Sunday, fourth quarter, late in the game, blowout game, she saw something she didn't like. She called a timeout. She's constantly 
teaching, you know, and putting her, you know, her imprint on this team. And we talk about situational stuff. Now, granted, we know, you know, that the Mercury were shorthanded today, but this is the type of game that a lot of teams would send one of those just mail it in type games. It was a 1230 local start. How excited do you get for playing a twelve thirty game? You're a twenty, you're nineteen and a half point favorite. It, you know, these are the type of teams that a lot of games that a lot of teams look right past their opponent. Becky doesn't let that happen. Doesn't, and I was a little concerned about that too because you know when we were in Connecticut, you did have the kind of the back to back. It was the end of the road trip, but you know the Aces played on Sunday. They had the short trip, and they were focused. They were ready to play, and that's what we talked about in the pregame show today was getting off to that that quick hot start, and that's what they did. And they scored thirty two in the first period. So yeah, the point of emphasis with her. Get off to hot starts. Do not, you know, quit. Do not continue putting the pedal to the metal. And that's why you still saw Asia Wilson in the game, you know, with, with three and a half minutes to go. I mean, she was still out there and so was Kelsey Plum. You know, it really wasn't garbage time until really about the last minute and a half, two minutes or so. But yeah, she does not want any letdowns, any breakdowns. And she's not trying to run up the score. She's not trying to do that. Let's be perfectly clear about that. She just wants a full 40. That's the message with her to the players, full 40. And the players know that. TC Martin joining us here live on the TC Martin Show. TC, we're going to let you go, my man. We're going to take this break, but let everyone know where they can find you, even though they listen to you here on your show every single day, Monday through Friday, from 2 to 4 p.m. Hey, man. I appreciate you guys for uh, for filling in today. We'll be back at it again uh, tomorrow. Our good friend, our other handicapper extraordinaire, Scott Spritzer, will be joining us. And then Marco's going to, you know, he's going to go on vacation like Friday and Monday. We're going to miss, you know, Marco next week. But I'll be back tomorrow. I appreciate Jose. I appreciate Marco. Of course, Numchuck, everybody for listening. So keep tuned in here uh, uh, the next hour. And we're back at it tomorrow baby and i'll i'll have uh, some picks posted very soon and uh, maybe some food picks as well too there you go there we go tc thanks martin. guys appreciate you my man yeah. jose volonte marco d'angelo here tc martin hour number one in the books appreciate each and every one of you for joining listening and being a part of our number one hour number two we got another great part of the show harry ruiz joining us on the other side of the break we'll be right back